On today's insights, Fernando Tatis got paid and what it means for the staffing industry. Are your phone systems killing your marketing and candidate experience? And we share a refresh on setting goals and KPIs for your 2021 marketing. Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you ever wish you had an easier way to sell your staffing services? Do you wish more qualified candidates would apply to your jobs? It's time to stop wishing and start doing. Let Haley Marketing create a roadmap for your company. We'll talk with you about your goals, determine the best marketing strategies for your business, and then give you an outline of everything you need to do to succeed in this market. And the best part, it's completely free. If you'd like a marketing roadmap for your staffing company, give us a call at 888-696-2900 or email us at info at HaleyMarketing.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights. Tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your digital and recruitment marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you doing this week, buddy? We're great, Brad. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Same to you. Not Irish, but I appreciate you offering me that happy St. Patrick's Day. Same to you, bud. No Irish over here. Just just in our college football teams and when we used to drink green beer. But yeah, it's a fun holiday and it's a a sign of spring. Matt, sports are upon us. We have basketball. You golfed last week. Shout out Buffalo weather for you actually getting out and getting nine holes in real quick. Mm-hmm. We're talking baseball on the podcast today. Sports are upon us and I am here for it. All right, Matt, let's get to the show. Let's go. Fernando Tatis got paid and what it means for the staffing industry. Matt, you and I are both baseball fans. We've been following this closely for a while now. I actually posted on my LinkedIn a week or so ago to get some feedback from my connections. And I wanted to talk about that as well on today's episode. But if you're not following MLB closely, let's break this down really quick. Fernando Tatis Jr. has a 14-year contract with the San Diego Padres for $330 million with an M dollars. Matt, one of the largest contracts in baseball history. Before we get started about what it means for staffing, you're a baseball fan. What does it mean for MLB? Well, it gets into a company, a team, an employer, the San Diego Padres, paying one of their younger employees, essentially, right? One of the members of their organization at a very high market value early in their career. And baseball is very unique where they obviously have a player's union and they have a lot of set scales for their wage and compensation. But you know, the Padres saw value in one of their top employees, basically one of their top players and felt he deserved compensation earlier in his career than was required. So it's great from a, you're a part of that union organization to get compensation. You probably deserve. It's great for the game. It's great to watch. He's fun to watch. And when you think about entertainment and sports in general, that's what we're all here for, right? I can't hit a ball a mile, but I want to watch someone who can, and he's fun to watch. When we think about staffing and what it means for our industry, Matt, you're spot on. The Padres have all-star talent on their roster, and they want to make sure he stays with their organization long-term. 
And Matt, when we think about staffing and recruiting firms, I want to bring this full circle here. We're hearing time and time again that the candidate well is running dry. You know, people can't find top talent in Buffalo, New York for their jobs. Why? What's going on? And Matt, you and I on Insights, we continue to say maybe it's time to lean more into that candidate database, lean more into who you've already placed. You know, Matt, we're consistently going back and looking for a new draft class. We're constantly looking for A players. We're even looking possibly for B players. Why not as an industry? Yes, continue doing that, but also lean into those associates who are on assignment, who are doing very well, who are your star employees and make sure that they're re-engaged with you. Make sure they're redeployed with you. Make sure that they stay with Brad's staffing firm instead of going to your competitor down the road, Matt's staffing firm. I drastically think we need to continue to do that. And I think that this example from baseball proves it. Pay your top talent. If you can't pay them because yes, the, your client has a specific rate that they can pay and a bill rate, well, then what benefits can you give them? What else can you do to make sure that they stay with you specifically? It's a great topic to think about because of how challenging it is. I mean, we're even starting to see possibly the candidate well, the pipeline dry up even more with the stimulus checks going out. It seemed to have really shifted around March 12th or 13th. So that's going to be something to play with. But with your top talent, when you have them placed on assignment on your payroll, you want to keep them obviously on your, you know, we want to keep them on your team generating revenue. So what can you do to highlight them, keep them happy? Is it with benefits or pay? Like Brad says, is it showcasing them on social media to maybe highlight other top performers? And another thing I thought about in prep for the show was when you send those top performers to one of your clients, that's a really good impression you're making with that client. They could think, hey, Brad Staffing Agency sending me top performers. Here's more job orders. Share more employees with that top talent. How do you bring some more of that top talent to my company as a client? It's good on the candidate side too. If you're showing off your top talent on a site like Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, and you're saying, look at our all-stars, look at these testimonials, look at these great examples of individuals who are working with my st- our staffing agency, others are going to want to work for you. You think about generational talent like Tatis, or you think about another all-star player, new individuals who are coming up in the draft class are going to want to go to that team. They're going to want to play in San Diego because they want to play with him. They want to be on a winning team. Matt, no one wants to come to Buffalo right now if you're a hockey fan. You think about this young draft coming up, no one wants to play because there's no talent there. Talent wants to go where talent already is. So showcase that on social, lean into testimonials, lean into reviews, lean into showing off these individuals because as Matt's saying, it's going to get you more job orders and it's going to get you more candidates. Matt, I posted this on my LinkedIn right after the, the, the mm-hmm. contract was released and right after all the data came out. And Adrian Dominguez, uh, COO at Rolling Staffing, good friend of the program, uh, good friend of mine. Uh, Adrian, want to give you a quick shout out here. Hope my bills still continue to absolutely smash your Cowboys this year. No hard feelings, bud. Also the president of Colorado Staffing Association, a really good organization out there if you are in the uh, Denver area or the surrounding area. He had a great take here. He said, it takes so much more than compensation. It's appreciation, coaching, mentoring, showing up for your employees when they're struggling in their personal lives and reminding them constantly of where they're going with your team because they'll doubt it some days. And I think when you have 
great talent in staffing and recruiting, you need to constantly nurture that relationship. Individuals need to know that you're there for them short-term and long-term. Yes, you're giving somebody a job today, but what does that mean for their career tomorrow? What does that mean for their growth and development tomorrow? What are you doing to consistently nurture your candidates, your individuals, your associates that are on an assignment? Are you just transactional in having an individual come in, putting them on assignment, moving on to the next? Or are you building that relationship? Matt, I'm, I, I, I'm incredibly sports-driven right now. You know I'm obsessed with sports cards, and I think that's what's got me into this whole sports mentality. But from a team standpoint, it makes total sense to me. We can't consistently look for a new draft class when we have already placed all-star talent. Make sure that all-star talent stays with your organization and gets you additional all-star talent. Yeah, turnover in the industry is very high. It's you know over hundreds of percent on a you know pretty short-term basis. So the more you can keep that talent, great for your revenue, less work for your recruiters. And it continues to fill that pipeline because also, as we know, referrals are one of the biggest, if not the biggest ways to bring new employees to your team, to your company. So what can you do to keep those top performers happy? And they can bring, like Brett, you said earlier in the segment, talent, good talent wants to work with good talent. So what can you do to continue to fill, keep that referral program going to bring in new employees when recruiting continues to be a struggle? Matt, I think we exhausted this one. When we think about what this monstrous deal means for the staffing industry, it means that you need to nurture the relationship with your all-star associates. Make sure that they feel respected, that they feel that they're being heard, that yes, they're being compensated. And yes, we understand that there are a lot of logistics that go into that in staffing and recruiting, totally understand. But what else could you be providing in the form of benefits? How can you make sure that your top talent stays with you long-term instead of going to your local competition? Are your phone systems killing your marketing and candidate experience? At Haley Marketing, over the last quarter, we've been deploying an initiative called our 21 as one campaign where we're actively reaching out to all of our clients and past clients to just check in and see how things are going. And while this has led to some incredible conversations, Matt, for me, it's also, and you, it's uncovered a couple of challenges. You know, as we're reaching out to some companies that we haven't worked with in a couple of years, you know, Matt and I had a conversation last week. And we knew we had to bring it to Insights. Phone systems, in some cases, are killing the candidate experience. Matt, I'll give you an example here. I had a call last week where I just reached out to somebody who had been in the, the Haley system for a while, um, You know, have, I believe, just website with us now, um, reached out, physically couldn't get somebody on the phone. I wanted to just chat and say, hi, see how things were going. And the phone system continued to route me down different paths. And as I was trying to route to try to get to actually talk to somebody, it kept trying to push me back online to apply to a job or, or reach out to a contact form. And I'll be honest, it was incredibly frustrating. Had I been a candidate in that situation, I'm not sure I would have continued down the pipeline of going to that job board or reaching out via the contact form. I truly just wanted to talk to somebody. And you know, Matt, for sake of insights, I think the point that I want to make here is that a lousy candidate experience at any point of the process ruins your marketing, ruins everything else that you're doing. You can have the best marketing in the world that is funneling thousands of applicants to your job board, to your website, whatever it might be. If at any point in that process, though, 
there's a gap, there's friction, there's something that just downright frustrates somebody, the top of the funnel, the marketing, everything else that you're doing doesn't matter. It falls apart. We joke a lot about reducing friction and about until 30 seconds ago, we only ever talked about it in an online capacity. That's what this is exactly doing. We're calling companies like internally at Haley Marketing, reaching out to our clients to try to talk to someone. And usually when you schedule calls with clients or people you work with, it's scheduled that you know a phone number to call, et cetera. You do a Zoom call. It's real simple for everyone to connect. But when you're just reaching out, out of the blue a little bit and you're trying to call the number on the website, contact us number. And it's playing a game of figuring out what number to push or just impossible to talk to someone that's increasing friction. And it's, it was very interesting to see that challenge in being able to talk to a live person. For us, from a marketing standpoint, we're always trying to make sure that we're funneling the right candidates, the right prospects. Where we need to be better as an industry is making sure we're understanding that prospects and candidates are going to apply or reach out how they want to. And regardless of the systems that you put in place that try to push people to one specific way, if I don't want to come back to your website and I just want to talk to somebody on the phone and I can't do that, I'm going to get frustrated. If I, Brad Biley, the applicant, only want to apply online and don't want to talk to somebody and I can't, I'm going to get frustrated. We need to make sure that we're open to making sure that we're allowing individuals to reach out how they want to on their terms. Otherwise, the process fails. You think about a site like Amazon, you can physically buy a book in two clicks. What is your candidate experience like? Shop yourself. Think through having a friend or a family member, a spouse, call you at the office one day or watch them do it and see what the process is like. Are they getting frustrated? Do they have the opportunity to speak to somebody? Do they have any friction in that process? And if so, write it down on a sheet of paper and then try to address it. Matt, I I, want to stress too, we've had hundreds of successful calls. This isn't an industry-wide problem, but this is something that we needed to bring to Insights because we both noticed it. I know other team members noticed it, so it needs to be talked about. It's like the phones with, with a long online application. If you require six, seven, eight pages and 30, 40, 50, 100 fields to be completed for an application, you're, you're handicapping your chances at getting candidates in you know, a really bad combination <laughs> would be hard to reach someone on the phone, hard to fill out an application, and your recruiting recruiters are saying there's no candidates. We're just we're not setting ourselves up for success. So wrap things up here. Are your phone systems killing your marketing and candidate experience? It's something that you need to look into. And I would make it a Q2 initiative to think through all of the ways that a candidate or a prospect can reach out to you and go through that process and go through that flow. Can you apply to your job on mobile, on desktop? Can you apply to a job if you just call your office? Can you go through the website and navigate appropriately? If somebody is looking for you on Google for the first time, what do they see? Do you have an an appropriate About Us page? Do you very distinctly outline what services you offer, what jobs you offer? Is it aligned with who you are? You need to sort of audit yourself and you need to make sure that your phone systems aren't hindering the marketing that is in place, aren't hindering the outreach that your recruiters or your team have in place. 
make sure that everything is working for you and that there is zero friction or at least minimal friction throughout the process. At this time, we'd like to welcome on Matt Swistak, digital marketing strategist with Haley Marketing. Matt, welcome to Insights. Brad, Matt, thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. Matt, you operate at Haley Marketing as one of our digital marketing strategists. Please tell us what it is that you do on a day-to-day basis to help not only Haley Marketing, but our team and our clients. Sure. So in my role at Haley Marketing, I work with our clients to help them achieve their goals. And actually, let me take that back a step. Sometimes really help them pinpoint their goals. You know, a lot of times they have kind of a broad goal, but we really want to, you know, get that down to something specific, something we can measure. And then through that, I help them implement tactics and strategies to help them achieve their goals and then measure them to make sure they're getting out of their program what they want. I also work with our team to help support them. You know, we work together to try to solve problems for our clients and come up with ways to help them achieve their goals. So it's a lot of working together with our team members. If somebody on the team has a question with their client, they bring it to the rest of the team. We all brainstorm together. We all work together to, to try to help solve any problems that we can. Uh, additionally, I am also on the Haley marketing, uh, marketing team where uh, I help just bring awareness of what Haley Marketing does and all the great things they've done and why staffing companies should come and work with us. And outside of the office, Matt, you're a professional wrestler. That is true. I have been doing that for about two years now. Um, you know, really waiting for the world to somewhat get back to normal so we can start doing some shows again. I can get back in that ring. I know I want to get to a show. I haven't been able to make it to one yet. Um, I'm excited to hopefully get there this summer when things open up. If, if you start having matches again, I'm excited about it. Matt, for sake of insights today, we're going to talk about goals and KPIs and really provide that refresh on setting goals and KPIs for your 2021 marketing. So Matt, when you think through and you said you're working with clients to pinpoint their goals, I, I loved that line. Walk us through what that means. When you're talking about pinpointing a client's goals, what are you trying to do? Sure. So for instance, if we got on, get on the phone with the client, we say, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve within the first few months of your program? And they say, you know, I want more candidates. I want more applications. Okay. Well, let's, let's drill that down a little bit more. How many candidates are you looking for? How many more applications are you looking for? You know, and then if they, if they say, you know, in the next three months, we want, you know, we want to place 10 people on jobs. Well, now you have a number that you can measure. And at the end of those few months, you can take a look at everything and say, okay, here's what we did. You know, we achieved that. Let's keep everything the same moving forward. Or you say, hey, we came up a little short. What do we need to change? So really, you know, just saying, hey, we want more applicants. Okay, you got that. But, you know, what really, you didn't set a specific number. So you really have to pinpoint it and have a specific goal. And, and I'm hearing that a lot too on calls and conversations. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting, but it's always more, right? No one's ever happy with what they have. You know, I, right. I, I never have enough job orders or, oh, I got enough clients. It's, yeah, we're doing okay, but I'd, I'd love more job orders. I love more candidates. And Matt, what I love that you're doing on the team is thinking through, okay, it's not just more candidates. What jobs are you actively trying to fill? What roles are you actually trying to fill? And Matt, you see this all the time with programmatic and with job advertising, more applicants isn't necessarily always the right answer. It's more applicants for the right jobs. And, and walk us through what you're doing in terms of identifying goals for 
specific jobs or, or pinpointing that goal and getting laser focused in specific jobs? In the job advertising space, we really want to spend smarter, especially with candidate application costs increasing. So in creating your job advertising strategy, it's important to know what's successful for you. And for some companies, it's to maximize applications and just get as many as humanly possible. In the example you just shared, Brad, it's to get more applications on more jobs so you can leverage software and technology to limit your applications to 50 on a job, for example. And once you reach that benchmark goal of 50, the sponsorship money on that job stops. So there's more money to reach other jobs or taking it another step. If your jobs just aren't getting enough applications after a couple of days or a day, you could increase the budget to that job automatically by programming software to automate all of that process. So that's where using these smart goals that that Matt talked about in his, in his blog post and his content really help you measure what you're looking to accomplish in your recruitment strategy. And then we have KPIs. So we have goals and we have KPIs or key performance indicators. Matt, refresh my mind on what a KPI is, what a key performance indicator is, and really why they matter for marketing or for staffing and recruiting firms. Absolutely. So that's really something in specific you're going to be looking at that relates to your goal or strategy. Like for instance, a KPI might be, like I mentioned before, the number of job applications that you receive. Uh, a number, another one could be the number of forms that were completed on your website, such as a contact us form, request talent, somebody signing up for job alerts, uh, you know, traffic from social media. KPIs could also be the engagement you get on social media, you know, in terms of brand awareness. Are people liking, commenting your posts? Are they seeing them? So those are really, those are the different KPIs and those can help you help let you know, you know, are you achieving your goals? And I think that's important to look at. We can't just look at likes on Facebook or clicks on Facebook. It's, it's thinking through, okay, then what? It's thinking through the next step of that. If we're thinking through the success and the health of our staffing and recruiting firm and the marketing that we're deploying, yes, all of those marketing initiatives are doing something, right? We need to figure out what that something is and what the actual impact is. Uh, Matt, we had a great call yesterday with a client who was walking through their goals and their KPIs. And uh, shout out Ricky over at Power Personnel. I know Ricky's a, a friend of the program as well, but you know, he can very easily see exactly what all of his marketing is doing, whether that's with Haley Marketing or their own internal initiatives. They use very specific tagging on every single thing that they do. So they can say, this email generated X, this social generated X, this campaign over here through text messaging or phone call generated X. And I love that because it gives us a clear picture into, okay, what's working and more importantly, what's not. And it's not what's not working because, oh, you know, shame on you. This isn't working. It's okay. It's not working. Fix it. And how, how do we get better over here? And I love that part of it. And I loved having that conversation with him yesterday. So guys, when we think through, you know, we're almost done with Q1. It's, it's pretty crazy. We had said sports is our, sports is, sports are upon us. When we think through continuing into 2021, where do we go from here? Is it realigning our goals? Matt Swistak, I'll start with you. What do we do now? Going into the new year, I mean, continuing on into the new year, you know, we are seeing you know, things starting to change in the economy. You know, things are opening up more. 
you know, we're, we're going to start to see a little bit more of a degree of normality as we get into the summer and throughout Q2. So I really think it's just, you know, keeping up with what's going on. You know, if maybe some companies have client, have candidates, you know, employees that are working from home, maybe they might start to come back into the office and, and really just looking at what types of jobs you're going to be filling and just making sure you hit your target audience. I, like I said, just really keeping up with everything that's going on and making sure you're on top of that. Matt, I want to thank you for coming on this episode of Insights and sharing your insights with us. Guys, thank you for having me. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You could check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.